0: Merry Christmas! For our Christmas Day reading, we wanted to look at the incarnation, the arrival of God in flesh, Emmanuel, through the eyes of a child. There's something wondrous that's lost sometimes as we grow older and become more and more jaded. Faith comes easy for children because they're full of hope. Sometimes we try and explain why hope is so hard to come by as adults, but just as Paul reminds us in Romans 5, our God produces hope out of suffering, and hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts and through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. What better reminder could we have at Christmas than the hope that comes only from Jesus? Throughout our readings, we have mentioned that Jesus is the reason for the season, and that he is more than the reason for the season. We want you to see him as the Bible presents him. We don't want you to see a commercialized or sanitized Jesus. We want you to see God setting his affection on his people, laying aside his glory, and coming to earth to seek and save them. We want you to see that they're in the tumble-down stable in the manger, That's God, a God who loved us so much that he paid the price for our sin when he died on the cross, a God who loved us enough that even death couldn't keep him from living for us. That's good news. Today's reading is good for you, whether you have children or not. Look and wonder and worship as you see the Christmas story laid out simply. But if you have children or grandchildren, consider how you can weave these readings into your Christmas tradition. It's split into two sections, and I have some help reading that myself. My son, Xander, and daughter, Carrie, are gonna be helping us. This is how we help keep Jesus central at his birthday celebration, and we hope this helps you, too. Our first section, read by Xander, is called, He's Here.
1: Everything was ready. The moment God had been waiting for was here at last. God was coming to help his people, just as he promised in the beginning. But how would he come? What would he be like? What would he do? Mountains would have bowed down. Seas would have roared. Trees would have clapped their hands. But earth held its breath as silent as snow falling. He came in, and when no one was looking in the darkness, he came. There was a young girl who was engaged to a man named Joseph. Joseph was the great, 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 great grandson of King David. One morning this girl was minding her own business. When suddenly a great warrior of light appeared, right there in her bedroom, he was Gabriel, and he was an angel, a special messenger from heaven. When she saw the tall, shining man standing there, Mary was frightened. You don't need to be scared, Gabriel said. God is very happy with you. Mary looked around to see if perhaps he was talking to someone else. Mary, Gabriel said, and he laughed with such gladness that Mary's eyes filled with sudden tears. Mary, you're going to have a baby, a little boy. You can call him Jesus. He is God's own son. He's the one. He's the rescuer. The God who flung planets into space and kept them whirling around and around. The God who made the universe with just a word, the one who could do anything at all, was making himself small and coming down as a baby. Wait, God was sending a baby to rescue the world? But it's too wonderful, Mary said and felt her heart beating hard. How can it be true? is anything too wonderful for god gabriel asked so mary trusted god more than what her eyes could see and she believed i am god's servant she said whatever god says i will do sure enough it was just a the angels had said nine months later mary was almost ready to have her baby Now Mary and Joseph had to take a trip to Bethlehem, the town King David was from. But when they reached the little town, they found every room was full, every bed was taken. Go away, the innkeepers told them, there isn't any place for you. Where would they stay? Soon Mary's baby would come. They couldn't find anywhere ex- except an old, tumble down stable, so they stayed where the cows and donkeys and horses stayed, and there in a stable amongst the chickens and donkeys and cows in the quiet of the night, God gave the world his wonderful gift. The baby would change the world was born his baby son. Mary and Joseph wrapped him up to keep him warm. They made a soft bed out of straw and used the animal's feeding trough as his cradle. And they gazed in wonder at God's great gift, wrapped in swaddling cloth clothes and lying in a manger. Mary and Joseph named him Jesus. Emmanuel, which means God has come to live with us, because, of course, he had.
0: Now for the second section, read by my daughter Carrie, the light of the whole world.
2: That same night, in amongst the other stars, suddenly a bright new star appeared. Of all the stars in the dark vaulted heavens, this one shone clear. It blazed in the night and made the other stars look pale beside it. God put it there when his baby son was born to be like a spotlight shining on him, lighting up the darkness, showing people the way to him. You see, God was like a new daddy. He couldn't keep the good news to himself. He'd been waiting all these long years for this moment and now he wanted to tell everyone. So he pulled out all the stops. He'd sent an angel to tell Mary the good news. He'd put a special star in the sky to show where his boy was. And now he was going to send a big choir of angels to sing his happy song to the world. He's here, he's come. Go and see him, my son. Now where would you send your splendid choir? To a big concert hall maybe? Or a palace perhaps? God sent his to a little hillside. Outside a little town, in the middle of the night, he sent all those angels to sing for a raggedy old bunch of shepherds watching their sheep outside Bethlehem. In those days, remember, people used to laugh at shepherds and say they were smelly and call them other rude names, which I can't possibly mention here. You see, people thought shepherds were nobodies, just scruffy old riffraff. But God must have thought shepherds were very important indeed because they're the ones he chose to tell the good news to first. That night, some shepherds were out in the open field swarming themselves by a campfire when suddenly the sheep darted. They were frightened by something. The olive trees rustled. What was that? They turned around, standing in front of them was a huge warrior of light blazing in the darkness. Don't be afraid of me, the bright shining man said. I haven't come to hurt you, I've come to bring you happy news for everyone everywhere. Today in David's town, Bethlehem, God's son has been born. You can go and see him, he is sleeping in a manger. Behind the angel they saw a strange glowing cloud, except it wasn't a cloud, it was angels. Troops and troops of angels armed with light, and they were singing a beautiful song. Glory to God, to God be fame and honor in all of our hoorays. Then, as quickly as they appeared, the angels left. The shepherds stamped out their fire, left their sheep, raced down the grassy hill, through the gates of Bethlehem, down the narrow cobbled streets, through a courtyard, down some step, step, steps, past an inn, round a corner, through a hedge, until, at last, they reached the tumble-down stable. They caught their breath, then quietly, they tiptoed inside. They knelt on the dirt floor. They had heard about this promised child, and now he was here. Heaven's son, the maker of the stars, a baby sleeping in his mother's arms. This baby would be like that bright star shining in the sky that night, a light to light up the whole world, chasing away darkness, helping people to see. And the darker the night gets, the brighter Jesus, the light of the world, shines.
0: Thank you for letting us be a part of your Christmas celebration. Merry Christmas, and God bless.